Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insight, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. I'm MC Lobsher, joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you again. Hey, MC. Good to see you, too. I'm uh, I'm really excited for today's show. This is something that that hits home with me that I'm really passionate about. I know, and that's why I'm very excited to have this discussion with you and let you deep dive a little bit into your average rate of return versus your actual rate of return. So, Carl, why is there such, uh, I would say, such a massive amount of misinformation regarding this concept of the average rate of return? Because the more you don't know, the more money, you know, the powers that be can get from you. So share with our listeners, why is it so misleading when um, you hear people use the terminology, the average rate of return? A lot of times, advisors, planners, mutual fund managers, they like to advertise the average rate of return, which, as you said, is not the actual rate of return. And the reason is because when you calculate an average, it doesn't account for loss. So every year that your account suffers a loss, which would just be a negative year, you know, negative 10, negative 12, even, you know, right now, I think the market's down 30, 35%. It doesn't take an equal gain to break even. So what I mean by that with easy easy numbers, picture you had $100,000 in an account. If you suffer, and and I'm going to exaggerate here for easy numbers, if you suffer a 50% loss, you'd have $50,000. Well, if you got a 50% gain now, you're only at $75,000. You haven't broken even yet from the original 50% loss. It actually takes a 100% gain to break even from a 50% loss. So it's not an even um it's not an even gain needed for whatever you experience for a loss and when you add up to get an average, it doesn't account for that. So when they take these calculations and you can, you know, go on any any brokerage website and you can choose a fund and see their track record and they all use averages, that average is not necessarily accurate. Um, you know, it's it's kind of messed up that they can legal legally advertise that when that's not an investor's actual yield. And what they'll do is just take, you know, the average of a 10 year, 20 year since inception, whatever that number is, you know, divided by how many years, they get that average. But again, that does not account for the years they lost um, capital in, in those accounts. That's a great example. Um, and in your example of when you start with $100,000, you lose 50% and goes down to 50, you gain 50% and now you're at $75,000. We haven't even taken out any of the fees mm-hmm. that um, advisors would charge to manage that capital. So you look at it from that perspective. Now you're really in the hole, but on average, you're supposed to be even Stevens, right? 
Yeah. So you lost 50, you gained 50. It's 0%. And that's why sometimes, um, you know, I had a mentor tell me once, MC, when you torture data enough, it confesses. <laughs> and the lesson here is when you are marketed to by Wall Street through exactly this example, um, they're torturing the data. And the data is confessing <laughs> what mm -hmm. the torturers wanted to confess. So that's why it is one of the most misunderstood concepts uh, in the, uh, I would call it the investing world, this average rate of return. Because, I mean, think about it, you know, uh, in an extreme example, if I stick my hand in fire and the other hand I'm sticking in like just really, really cold snow. <laughs> I'm going to burn my one hand and I'm going to have frostbite on my other hand. But on average, you know, I, it evens out. I'm okay, right? I, I'm yeah. I'm not too cold and I'm not too hot. You know, my body temperature is on average, you know, okay. And I'm and I'm comfortable. Yeah. So it's kind of I, the I, same thing here, only with uh with with finance and and with financial data. Yeah. You know, I always I kind of question the credibility when I, when I'm just having a conversation with somebody and they say, Oh, well, you know, my 401k averages 10% per year. You know, that's not that it can average out. Yes. That doesn't mean that's what you've yielded, you know, and it's even when you, you kind of further the conversation along that, you know, a lot of people don't understand that themselves. And just for a realistic scenario, um, which I'd be happy to, to show people, you know, what I'm reading from right now, the, the calculations, but if you take just the S and P index from 1990 to 2010, to the end of the year. So we'll do 21 years, not 20, full year. The average is 7.9%. That's what it would all average. So if you were planning your, your finances and your retirement in 1990, and you meet with, you know, some someone from Wall Street, and they say, hey, you know, on average, we can, we can average a, you know, 8% return over the next 20 years, you could project you're going to end up with about $502,000. But when you actually look at it on a yearly basis and you account for the loss, you know, in 2002 alone, the market was down 23%. When you actually look at the yield at the end of that 21 year life cycle, you're left with 355,000. So you're actually 30% short from your projection. And, you know, this is just one example, but if you're planning on retiring with, you know, a $3 million Nestle, Nestle, nest egg, excuse me, or a $2 million nest egg, you know, if you fall 30% short of that 2 million bucks, you're, you're down $600,000. Can you still retire after um, falling that short of a goal? It's incredible. You know, when uh, you ran some numbers and shared that with me, uh, I was not shocked, but I was still in just, <laughs> you know, I, I was still blown away. Um, and we see this, by the way, today in real time. This is why people cannot retire. Mm -hmm. uh, they were promised these numbers with the data that was presented 20, 30, 40 years ago um, by financial advisors. And now all of a sudden, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, they're looking at what they actually have to what was projected at that, you know, average rate of 7.9%, which we hear all the time, right? We hear this all over financial media that the Invest stock market the will give haul. you on average 8% per year, right? Yep. 
We always do dollar cost average and invest for the long haul, right? Exactly. And again, it's not, it's not a lie because the average rate of return is 7.9%. So they're not lying or, um, you know, not telling the truth, but they are omitting almost 90% of the information that you should know when you hear that figure. So they just say it's 7.9%, 8%. That's on average what you're going to get. So this is essentially the projections we have for you. Now it's 20, 30, 40 years later. It's not even close. Why? Because they omitted about 90% of the conversation you should be having around the average rate of return and why it is an incredibly misleading statistic. Yeah. You know, it's it's just misinformation and it's like you said it's they're not technically lying that the math is that average but when you look at the actual yield that's not the case and then you always hear you know be be skeptical of people that you know they they put out attractive returns about their averages or you know people like to brag about what their accounts are getting and there's always more you know to the story don't be fooled by that and you know, when you actually look at, you know, for instance, let's let's give an example from our, you know, our last podcast we talked about in March of 2020, when the markets, you know, went down, I think at the max was even some 40%. Well, and then in 2021, people, you know, were saying, oh, well, you know, I'm up 12% this year. No, you're not. You're, you still have loss to catch up from the previous year. You know, it, it may be an annualized gain this, this year, but it's going to take a 60, you know, 7% return on a 40% loss just to break even. Right. Yeah. So the big takeaway here for people is that when you torture data, it confesses. And this is misleading and tortured data when you hear the concept, the average rate of return. You are not getting the full picture. It's a marketing tactic. When you closely look at the average rate of return versus the actual right of return, it's a completely, completely different story. So you should be aware of this. And by the way, we didn't even talk about the fees that will be deducted, you know, from that that example which you use, and also the taxes. So there's a lot of things that count against you here. Um, and at the time of recording, the um 6040 portfolio, which we'll do a separate episode on what it is and why it's failing is down approximately across the board 20%. So um, there's a lot of things happening in the world of finance and investing. um, And there's a lot of information that folks are getting that is essentially just sales and marketing and pure propaganda for the wall street casino. We have a strategy which we share, which puts you, the producer, in full control of your capital. It aligns the producer's capital with itself. You can access this presentation at theproducersbank.com, theproducersbank.com. Any final uh, words, Carl, on the average rate of return versus the actual rate of return? Just one more thing I'll add. And, you know, if, if you're a listener right now that, you know, maybe you're towards the end of your investing career and you can't afford to take a loss. When, when you really look at the numbers, so let's go back to that 50% loss, you know, that would require a 100% gain. Well, 
that hundred percent gain, if if you you know magically can get ten percent per year, that'll take ten years just to break even. So that's ten years of no uninterrupted compound interest. That's ten years that you're still going to pay taxes and fees on those dollars, and it's going to postpone you know any plans ten years. And when you you know consider your age and your portfolio, there's a certain amount of loss that you cannot suffer and make up for in, in a single lifetime. And you know, and we saw this with um, the the Great Depression. I think the total the total loss of the the market was down like eighty nine percent. And when you look at you know the gain required, the chart it's called gain required to make up for a loss. You know, a ninety percent loss requires a nine hundred percent gain. So you know, let's let's magically say you can get ten percent per year. That would be ninety years just to break even. You know, and you work your way backwards. There's going to be a you know a time for each person in their age where they cannot make up for suffering a loss. So that's why with the producer's capital account, you know, we're we're paid a guaranteed interest rate where the accounts will never suffer a loss.